ratings were up, way up last week. And they're poised to go even higher as the NFL playoffs continue this weekend. The games will feature some familiar faces, but also some new ones as eight teams remain. Who will win? The longest season in NFL history since the league decided to extend the season by a week, and the ratings indicate it was a good move. They were up 21% last week. And as we head into the divisional round featuring old faces like Aaron Rodgers of the Packers and Buccaneer quarterback Tom Brady searching for yet another Super Bowl ring to go along with his record of seven, lots of football yet to be played as eight teams are left in the race for Super Bowl 56. It'll be in Los Angeles on February 13th. We get invested in sports because we are addicted to glory. Good. Turn that addiction to Jesus and embrace his glorious love for you. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris sharing with you the great story that's all about Jesus. And on this Friday, we're in a series called The Deep, Deep Love of Jesus. We've named our series this week after one of the great hymns, Oh, the deep, deep love of Jesus. His love is truly deep. As the hymn goes, it's underneath us, all around us. It rolls as a mighty ocean over us. Jesus surrounds us with his love, and he stands even today, interceding for us at the throne, watching over us. The more we reflect on his deep love, the more we will find ourselves trusting him day by day. His love, out of all the other loves that we might experience in this life, is greater by far. But sometimes it doesn't feel that way, does it? Sometimes it feels like we've strayed too far, that we have somehow led ourselves outside of his love. It can feel sometimes like we've waded into the shallow end of his deep, deep love. And in those moments, the thing we need most is not a club that beats us down and tells us how rotten we are and how undeserving we have been. Chances are we already know that. What we need most is a hug. What we need is to remember that Christ's arms are always open wide, ready to take us back, no matter how far we think we've strayed. We need to receive his embrace. So stay with me. We're going to look at a moment in the Gospel of John where we see Jesus' embrace of a sinner. His love for her transforms her from a hardened cynic to a joyful witness that the Messiah had come. I think it's something we all need to hear today in this January. This moment is found in John chapter 4. And as you read through the Bible in 90 days with me, you come to it on day 75. I know there are so many people who have heard me offer the challenge this month to join me in reading all the way through the Bible in three months, and perhaps you've even thought, I'd like to do that, but I don't think I can. Well, let me testify first that it is possible, because I've done it, I'm doing it right now. There will be some days when you fall behind, but this reading plan has a couple of grace days built in. I haven't mentioned that so far this year, but I know you'll be very blessed to read God's Word with me. 
and see the big story of Jesus, found all the way from Genesis to Revelation. After the program, I want to send you a copy of a special Bible with the 90-day reading plan built into it, showing you where to start and stop each day. Plus, it has a slightly larger print, and it's a thin-line Bible that makes it easier to bring wherever you go. You can just call us after the program, and the number to call is 800-654-2836, 800-65-HAVEN. Or go to our website, sign up for our free weekly email with tips and encouragement for each week's reading, and you can also download a free reading plan bookmark so you can start even now, today, with your Bible at home. But then make your gift there at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And just before we start, we're going to hear a story in a moment from my friend Dane Ortland. And I wanted to let you know that we still have his very encouraging book, as well as audiobook, called Deeper, Real Change for Real Sinners. It's really helped me understand my union with Christ, and I know it'll bless you and help you in your walk with Christ. And now, let's open the program with Casting Crowns. One day when heaven was filled with his praises One day when sin was as black as could be Jesus came forth to be born of a virgin He dwelt among men, my example is he One day they led him up Calvary's mountain One day they nailed him to die on a tree Suffering anguish, despised and rejected Bearing our sins, my Redeemer is he The hands and healed nations stretched out on a tree and took the nails for me Living He loved me Dying He saved me Buried He carried My sins far away Rising He justified Free me forever One day He's coming Oh glorious day Oh, glorious day, oh, glorious day. 
sins far away Rising He justified day living he loved me haven today i'm charles morris and we just opened the program with casting crowns a program called the deep deep love of jesus thanks so much for joining me here on friday this week we've been thinking about this deep deep love of jesus his love encourages us in our walk with him and it also keeps us coming back to him when we sin he's quick to forgive quick to love, quick to give us a hug. So often it's his kindness that leads us to repent. But I know there are some people listening right now who've never received Christ's embrace. You know about Jesus. Maybe you've even heard the gospel, that he came to earth, that he lived a righteous life, that he died in our place, and then rose again from the dead three days later. And all this to secure our place in the new creation. I know this may sound familiar to many. And I also know that some listening even right now have never embraced Christ. Or actually, you've never received Christ's embrace. But you need to hear that it's not too late never too late. You might feel worthless. You might feel too far away, but love and acceptance from the Lord don't start with you. They start with the Lord, Jesus Christ. And he has come close and his arms are wide open. This is what will change our hearts as well as our lives. And when Jesus was walking on this earth 2,000 years ago, he met a woman one day. She was a Samaritan meaning her people were considered impure by the Jewish community and Jewish standards. And Jesus, as a Jewish man, had no reason, in fact, some would have thought, no business talking to her. In fact, most Jewish men would have considered it scandalous to speak to her. But Jesus went to that well where she was coming to draw water, and he started a conversation with her. She was a broken woman already, and she just needed the embrace of his love. And that's what he came to do. But it all started with a little question. Can you give me a drink of water? So listen to how the story plays out in John chapter 4. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. And then in verse 10, Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. And he was, of course, pointing and looking at the well where he was standing or sitting. But whoever drinks the water I give them, will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. 
The story ends with Jesus asking that Samaritan woman to go get her husband, only to point out that she's had five husbands and is currently with someone who she wasn't married to. Now, he didn't do that to shame her. Jesus wanted to open her eyes to see who he was and who he is. He was there to embrace her in love. Three little details in what I just read show us that. The first is that Jesus spoke to her first. He could have given in to the cultural custom and not even said a word to this Samaritan woman. He could have bypassed this place altogether and gone another way between Jerusalem and Galilee. But he went there specifically to meet her. And when she showed up, he spoke first. Now, I think that's significant, Jesus speaking first. He always speaks first. And he finds us, no matter how low or how far away we are, and he speaks first. Never forget that. The second detail is that he promises living water. In the ancient world, living water meant running water. It's very possible the woman thought Jesus was talking about a plumbing upgrade. But doesn't this show us just how gentle our Lord is? He was there to embrace this woman with his love, but he didn't beat her over the head. He was gentle. He spoke first. He spoke of living water, and he drew her in. And then third, he made a promise, eternal life, an eternal wellspring of life. And of course, he was talking about the Holy Spirit, but the promise of eternal life breaks through the darkness of her life. It breaks through the gloom of our own sin. And eventually our eyes are opened and we see Jesus for who he is, the Savior of the world, the Messiah. He's come to embrace us and that should lead us to live like he can change lives. Back with me on the program is my friend, Dr. Dane Ortland. He's the author of Gentle and Lowly, which we introduced to you last year. And then now he has this new book called Deeper, Real Change for Real Sinners. Dane, early in my marriage, my wife and I were driving on a vacation. And uh, I was doing most of the driving. So she was reading aloud a book by the wife of the late Francis Schaeffer. And you quote a little bit of this book in your new book that I think is really profound. The book is called Tapestry. Do you mind just sharing with me what Edith Schaefer wrote and then kind of extrapolating on that a little bit for me? Oh, I'd love to, Charles. Yeah. So uh, Edith Schaefer recounts something that her husband, Francis, said to her. And uh, here's what Francis Schaefer said. He said, Edith, I wonder what would happen to most churches and Christian work if we awakened tomorrow and everything concerning the reality and work of the Holy Spirit and everything concerning prayer were removed from the Bible. I don't mean just ignored, but actually cut out, disappeared. I wonder how much difference it would make. And then Edith adds her own comment and says, we concluded it would not make much difference in many board meetings, committee meetings decisions, 
and activities. That's an indicting oh. statement. <laughs> oh, oh! I read that, Jane, where you quoted it, and it brought me back. And how many meetings have I been in uh, as, as an elder at a church or as a leader of a parent church ministry or something? Oh, my goodness. It, it, the, the dagger went into the heart on that. Yeah, because what we so easily operate actually out of the flesh as opposed to the spirit. We operate as if um, all that is going on in our worlds and lives and even our ministry is, at the end of the day, up to us. But what if the supernatural world is, in fact, there and is soaking our lives and this whole world? Uh, what if the Holy Spirit were there? <laughs> uh, are we operating as if he were actually? Do I believe the Holy Spirit has the power to soften my next-door neighbor's hard heart? Do I really believe? Do I believe? that by prayer in the Holy Spirit, actually that sin in my life can be killed. Do I believe that the same power that raised Jesus from the grave, Romans 8, is within me in all of my uh, oppressive anxiety as I walk into a meeting at work or in this parenting challenge that it just seems so intractable? In other words, Francis and Edith Schaefer are there helping us to say, Let's live as if God's actually there. <laughs> this and he is not silent. <laughs> yeah. yes. Dane, it's been a real treat to have you on with us all this week on Haven Today. Thank you for joining me once again on Haven Today. I really appreciate that, Charles. I always, always enjoy talking with you, brother. God bless you. I'm Charles Morris. You've joined Haven Today and a program series this week called The Deep, Deep Love of Jesus. And I'm thankful that Dane Ortland shared that story with us. Once we embrace Christ by faith, and once we realize that no one is ever too far away from his love, we can then begin living as if he can change lives. He really can break through our own sinful hearts, and he can break through our neighbor's hard heart. He can change hearts and lives. He embraces us, and we can embrace him by faith. Do you live like that? Or do you live with a quiet resignation that your circumstances are inevitable? Well, when we embrace Jesus, when we receive his love, we're embracing a love that brings dead people back to life, a love that seeks the lost and the lonely, to restore them to joy and hope. Christ's love surrounds us. It reaches us, no matter who we are or where we are. That's the deep, deep love of Christ. He came for us, and he died for us, and he rose again for us. And even now, he can embrace us, and he calls us to embrace him.
songs from volume two of hymns for worship i will arise and go to jesus here on haven today and the deep deep love of jesus the story of the woman at the well powerful isn't it even though you've probably heard it many times before i've actually preached it on this program many times before and you will come to this story of the woman at the well on day 75 as you read through the bible in 90 days I really want you to join me in taking this challenge so you can better see how all the Bible connects both the old as well as the new and how it all points to Jesus. So would you take this challenge and read God's word over the next three months with me? I know the payoff will have eternal value. And when you follow the Bible in 90 days reading plan, you'll get the big picture, the great story of redemption. That's all about Jesus. We have a special Bible with the 90 days reading plan in it, built in, showing you each day where to start, where to stop. And and a little secret that helps me do it is I can check off where I've read and see how I'm progressing on the plan that comes with the Bible. It has slightly larger print in a slimline book. It's easy to take with you wherever you go. And for your support, of Haven Today, I'd like to send you this special Bible. Our number to call is 800-654-2836. And our website, if you want to do your business there with us, is haventoday.org. Now, to help you, I would encourage you to visit that website, haventoday.org. Sign up for our special weekly email 
that includes the reading plan you can download right away so you can even start today before you get your Bible in the mail from us. Plus, you'll receive weekly emails that have insights into what you'll be reading that week. It doesn't cost a thing. It's free to sign up. Just visit haventoday.org. Or you can ask for the reading plan bookmark when you call us at 800-65-HAVEN. And just before we have to go and start the weekend, I can't recommend more highly my friend Day Nortland's new book called Deeper, Real Change for Real Sinners. It'll help you understand and grow in your walk with Jesus. And we have it in book form and audiobook form for your gift as well. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for starting your weekend with me. Won't you come back again on Monday when again we'll share together this great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. When Peter encountered Jesus for the first time, he was afraid. We know that because Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. Why do you think Peter was afraid? Was it because he had just seen a miracle happen in front of him? Or was he afraid of what following Jesus might require of him? What about you? Does the idea of following Jesus as Lord, Master, Captain, God, King, does that give you a twinge of fear? Let the words of Jesus to Peter apply to your heart as well. Do not be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. Let Anchor Devotional encourage you in your walk with Christ through daily time in God's Word. Get started today at getanchor.com.